We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, yo, yo. along with my good buddy Dan. It's just us this week, man. It's the first time in like a month. What's up? What's up, man? It's uh, yeah, no guests. That's okay. Don't you turn off the pod because uh, because there's no guests. You got us back. <laughs> the the originals, all right. But can you hear my dog losing his mind in the background right now? He he heard there's no guest and he wants to be the guest. I think it was an Amazon delivery. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. People want better better care of their amazon employees well i keep ordering shit i'm sorry <laughs> you know there's something so I, I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day i'm trying to limit my reliance on amazon as as much as possible that's tough to do bro it's it's impossible to do completely um <laughs> so but you know there are some small businesses who like their stores are exclusively on amazon like they sell through Amazon and, and that's pretty much it. So, so that's tough. Um, and there are some things where like, depending on where you are, you just can't get otherwise, unless you order them from a place like Amazon. Um, and now you can try to find a small, you know, online business, but, and if you can more power to you, I'm trying myself, but you know, it's hard sometimes. Um, and then, you know, re in reality, the vast majority of Jeff Bezos's money does not come from Amazon shopping. It comes from their Amazon web services. So. Ah, that's true. There's, there's some inside that's true. baseball. <laughs> can't say, can't say that I'll stop. Uh, they yeah. get me my stuff fast. Say you forgot a birthday gift. Say you need it in two days. Boom. Yeah. They got tough. You. It's tough. It's good. I mean, and look, like, uh, I don't know if you've watched uh, the Good Place, the TV show. Not yet. Nope. Okay. Well, I won't ruin anything, but there is a part of the show at which they talk about how hard it is to be a good person because no matter who or what you buy from, the people that are making money off of that are probably terrible people. So, which is true. Makes like, sense. you know, yeah, you doesn't really go, matter. Yeah. Everybody's got links to terrible people. Every company's got links to terrible people. So just about trying to limit it as much as possible. Well, let's, uh, what's, what's new in the, in the Jimmy world. You got COVID yet? We're all good. Right? <laughs> Thankfully We're all not. No. And I'm still I feel like it's a walking home. dead thing. Yeah. I feel like it's a walking dead thing. You know, everyone's got the virus. Yeah. It feels like it doesn't that. Matter. It's getting yeah. worse, man. Like it's getting worse, more and more cases. People be like, oh, it's because there's more testing. Well, no, it's not because the, the positivity percentages 
are increasing. Uh, the number of cases are increasing at a faster rate than the number of cases are going up. Hospitalizations are going up in many places. They're, the ICUs are getting full. Um, then they'll say, but yeah. the deaths, deaths aren't going up. Well, not yet because deaths lag behind the hospitalizations. So give it a couple weeks. And unfortunately, we'll probably see a little bit of spike in deaths. So all that is to say, wear a goddamn mask. Hey, I, th I think it's time to open everything, you know? I think it's time to open up. Swear to God. And uh, it just makes sense. Just let grandma die for the economy. You, you know, there's some guy on the other end of, of this podcast right now going, yes, seriously, he, he gets it. Dan's speaking for me. Not realizing. In no way is he joking. <laughs> not realizing the sarcasm. Um, oh, it's rough, man, because if you're a soccer player, you got COVID too. A lot of people getting it down in Orlando, man. So and, many. Uh, I tell you, we're going to hit that since we have no guests. And since MLS is back starts today, I think we got to kind of tackle this tournament a little bit, man. Give our thoughts, give our opinions, criticisms, if you will. Yeah, we'll definitely touch on that uh, for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about one. Make sure you go to uh, Added Time Outfitters. Get your People bracelet. People are doing it. 10% off if you use code NOOTHERPOD. People are doing it. Don't be left out. You want to be all the cool kids, so you know, peer pressure. People Do are that. tweeting it. People are tagging them. Pretty cool stuff, man. Adam time, added timeoutfitters.com. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some of the sporting KC specific things before we get into the tournament at large. Yeah. Um, they gone. Props they, to the cauldron on Saturday. Yep. They did sort of like a drive by send off parade, which was cool socially distance in your cars so i i wasn't able to go were you i don't think you were able to go either were you i didn't make it it's pretty early and i i do a lot of uh do a lot of food prep on saturday morning so yeah uh, after okay. our, our, our run so yeah that's okay um a lot of people were out there so it was pretty cool um that was after sporting kc did have a brief coronavirus scare there was a a potential positive um, they did not say if it was a player or a staff member, but there was a, a, uh, a potential positive that they said um, was quote unquote unconfirmed. Um, the protocol suggests that you have to then go test them again. Um, and they did a different kind of test through a different lab. And at that time, uh, the results from the additional test came back negative. So they were operating as if it was a false positive. There haven't been any other positive cases uh, as of yet and they are now in orlando so i guess that's good it's good until they start getting positive in orlando i mean they are sharing <laughs> a they are sharing a floor with nashville players who are uh, starting to test positive so are they really because i thought that they said that every team was supposed to have their own floor but i don't know that might not be true they said they're in a different wing of the same um, floor as nashville that's not great it's pretty crazy i just I can't imagine a player is like being like a little kid and walking down the hallways and touching everything at the right. grocery stores, you know, but uh, it's still scary, man. Yeah. As of late Monday, Nashville SC reportedly had at least eight positive coronavirus cases. Damn, Wasn't it like five on Sunday? It, it was five and then it's eight. And then by the time this podcast is released, it, they might not be in the tournament anymore. Cause they're testing every two days. Right. So they'll test again today on Wednesday. Prob yeah, I don't know how, like once they get a positive test, I don't know how, like if they up the frequency or, or how that works. Bro, but That sounds crazy. You're getting like three coronavirus tests a week. I don't, that just doesn't sound great. That just doesn't no. sound fun. 
No. Um, well, you should know. <laughs> I did have one just because they were offering yeah. them here in, uh, in uh, Jackson County. And so I went and got one. They stuck the nasal swab way up my nose. Felt like it touched the back of my skull. Um, came back oh negative. God, so, yeah. I Isn't that how you get, uh, what's, that, what's that procedure called back in the day? A when lobotomy? They, uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> it looks like a lobotomy. Like they just chisel that damn thing right into your brain. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw up. Pretty much. Feel, feels kind of like it for about five seconds, but um, so mm. thank, thankfully right now, no positives on sporting Casey, but we are going to talk about Nashville a little bit more. We're going to talk about Dallas. We're going to talk about all of this stuff, but I, I do want to talk about tournament in general and some sporting KC specific stuff a, a little bit more under the assumption that this tournament is happening right now because should it happen should it so let's start there we can start there <laughs> um there is a lot of questioning about how wise this tournament actually is um you know one of, one of our listeners Stephen. um Terwelp said, why the hell are they still doing this tournament? That was the question he asked this week. And I think it's a fair question. Yeah, dude, so, he's not the only one. That's a, that's a good question. It seems to be, from what I can gather, that there's a lot within the MLS media sphere from SB Nation, from Athletic, from, from a number of places that are not run by the league itself that are posting, why are we doing this tournament? What is the point? What are we trying to do? And we all know the answer is money. But like, sure. at, at what point does the health and safety of people supersede the desire for money or the desire to mitigate financial loss. And, and I think that's the question. Money talks, man, money talks. And like, you know, people should be, you know, happy that they still have jobs because like these players and coaches, they, they didn't have jobs. And so for them to come back, like, I know they pushed for it, but it's not an ideal situation right now, especially the way Florida has been going. Right. Um, I know they're stuck in this little hemisphere of, of hotels, you know, but uh, how long until they just pull the plug and they're like, it's done. We'll, we'll see about rescheduling later, you know? Yeah. So the, the, the hard part right now is the talking point seemed to be, and this is from Don Garber himself, the bubble is working. The protocol is working. We were, we identified these cases. We isolated them and we got the, in, in Dallas's case, we removed them from the tournament. And so what happened case, with Dallas? Did they just mess up? Were they irresponsible before they went down there? So, and that's, and that's what their, their, their second talking point is for Dallas and Nashville is that they said that they essentially brought players to Orlando who were already infected with coronavirus. And they may not have been showing symptoms yet, but they were infected before they got to Orlando. They did not get infected from the bubble. Um, I was so just, that's, that's immaturity on the players' part. Like they didn't do what they should have done. Potentially, yeah. It's the players probably didn't do what they should have done. Maybe the club's protocol wasn't as strict as it needed to be as far as keeping tabs on their players. And and it's hard. I mean, like these are young. I, I'm not trying to give them a pass because you know young people everywhere need to be taken this seriously. Um, and and but but I think what we've seen over the last few months, and it's not just young people; it's some older people too, is that unless you like literally mandate things and even then like people just don't listen like you can tell people this is what you should do and they're not going to do it because people's own immediate desires typically outweigh the long-term potential consequences that's why you're seeing people on the fourth of july just filling up beaches everywhere 
because oh, you can mandate a, a mask for an entire state doesn't mean everyone's going to follow. Right. So it's, you know, on one hand, it's hard to like put the blame solely on the club because the players have to take some personal responsibility. But on the other hand, there probably is some things the club themselves could have done better because, and this is uh, let's see who asked this question. Um, Marcus, he said, do you think the lack of cases on SKC is due more to Kansas city not being as huge of a hotspot for cases or more to the culture and responsibility of the locker room and them adhering to health protocols. I think a large part of it has to do with that SKC seems to have like a super strict regimen of exactly how they're testing and what they're doing. And they won't even let you in the practice facility unless they're taking your temperature and testing and doing all this stuff. So true. Yeah. It seems like they're very strict about it. And, and we only know what we know. We only know yeah. what's here in our geographical area. So yeah. maybe Dallas sucks, man. I mean, they suck, but maybe they suck. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? It, it's, Texas has been having a rough go of it because, you know, they were one of the first ones to open up and they didn't have a mask mandate until very recently. And even still, people are rah, rah, freedom. I'm not going to wear my mask. Um, it's tough. I mean... <laughs> not to make light of a situation, but like, I do wonder if part of the reason that's maybe some of the SKC players are taking it more seriously is who the hell wants to face the wrath of Peter Vermees if you have to tell him, sorry, Peter, I got coronavirus because I went to a bar. Like, it's pretty stupid. It's a pretty <laughs> stupid conversation to have, you know? Well, and knowing Peter, that's the type of thing where it's like, okay, well, you're never playing another minute for Sporting KC. True. I mean, like, what sucks, though, is these players are expendable. So I kind of wonder if it's a sense of, hey, I have to play in this because someone else will just take my job. Yeah, I do think that's probably a part of it, too, because I have had some people say, well, why not, if players don't feel safe, why don't they just opt out? And it's a lot easier to say when you're not a 23-year-old kid who this is your only shot at the thing you've worked your whole life for, making $60,000 a year, so it's not like you can just drop out and, you know, live off your millions you have in the bank. True. I mean, Busio's like, I need to play. I can't yeah. just drop out. Right. I mean, I, look at me. I'm a kid trying to make a name for myself, trying to make right. some money. If I drop out now, who knows if when I get my next shot. Yeah. So. He, he didn't want to throw it away. No. <laughs> there you go. Got to get that <laughs> Hamilton reference in there. Um, it's topical. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jimmy's out here tweeting at Lynn Manuel Miranda. I see you. <laughs> okay. Well, see, here's the deal. side note tangent. I felt bad for Lynn Manuel Miranda because so many people were like hating on him that he literally locked his Twitter for a day because he was getting so much hate. And so That's I was this like, world, man. I was like, let's just, I'm just going to tweet. And he was getting a lot of love, but I was just like, I'm just going to add my voice to the people that are like, hey, this is really cool. Thank you for doing this. So. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> hey, I been, wait, when the whole uh, Black Lives Matter protest went out, man, I, I reached out to uh, a lot of black wrestlers that I like. Yeah. I might have been ashamed of it. I just, I need them to know, like, hey, thank you for bringing me joy week some, after week. Uh, some New Day and some Street Profits. Dude, those are my guys. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, no one... Uh, the culture of WWE and who their owner is. They, they don't seem to have a lot of freedom to really speak out probably as much as they would like to without risking their career. I can't imagine so. No, but no, I get what you're saying though. A lot of negativity on, on the internet though, man. And uh, uh, that's just where it is. People are tearing down a beautiful project 
and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, this only took me six years to write this musical. So I guess I should have taken <laughs> another three, you know, so yeah. I could make you happy. Yeah. Um, Tangent over. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about what Peter Vermees' initial thoughts on uh, on the trip to Orlando are. He said everything went super great at the airport, according to him. No hiccups. Everyone was on time. The flight was good. Buses were right there at the airport in Orlando, straight to the hotel, went in, did the testing, and then the food came to our rooms. He made a point of saying the food was great. Yeah, I, I read that. <laughs> I was like, why did you say that? Because you knew there was talk of it not being great. And then he ended it this morning. We had breakfast, and that was good as well. <laughs> yeah. You're going to tell us that every meal, lunch, I assume, will be equally as delicious. We had, we had a delicious filet mignon that was grilled to a perfect medium rare with a bourbon sauce. But you know um, what he's doing because people will grab it if, he's, if they, he knows right. that question's coming. Like, how's the food down there, Pete? Right. Um, I don't think anyone ever calls him Pete, but yeah. <laughs> He said, yeah. the, Petey, uh, the only two guys left behind were Felipe Gutierrez and Andre Ufantas, both due to injury. So that's not surprising. Literally everyone else that was available came down. Um, you know, I thought Fantas said, was coming to be healthy, but maybe he's not 100% yet. So I thought he was close. He said, Andreu is still recovering, and it just didn't make sense because of all the logistics we have down here. It would have gone a lot better for attention and treatment if he stayed there with our people that we still have in Kansas City. So. I'd be happy. I'd be like, sweet. Sounds good. I wasn't going to go win the golden boot to this thing anyways. Yeah, it could. What, what I kind of reading between the lines from, for that, what I kind of read is like, he probably could play right now, but he probably also needs a lot of treatment after practice and games, and they probably just don't have the same type of facilities down there that they need to give him his treatment. So I don't know. Um, but he said that he hasn't heard anything negative about the hotel facilities. Everyone's been very positive. <laughs> Again, everyone has stated that the food's been great. <laughs> like he just went out of his way. Um, Terrible. There's a coffee shop downstairs. Um, so, I mean, Don Garber is not listening to this interview right now. <laughs> Don, Don Garber does <laughs> not have a, a weapon to, to the back of my head, and he's not threatening <laughs> me. Uh, I promise I'm saying these under my own free will. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, you know, but he did also say, like, you know, on the possibility of catching cabin fever, like it could become an issue. I know that, you know, when we go into preseason, 17 days is usually, the, you know, the time that guys want to get back to where they're from. So, you know, this, this could be a little tough, but, you know, well. It's going to be real tough, bro. It's uh, when anyone's in any kind of isolation, like your mind goes first. You know what I mean? Uh, bro, when I, I joined a fraternity in college, and that's when like hazing was not really that frowned upon yet. It was kind of right at the end. And we were all locked in a room, no clocks, no watches, no phones. And like they blasted music at us. It was like interrogation techniques, right? When good. you're getting... It's not good. And it could just, you know, some kids like told their moms. I was a little older, so I was like, don't be a bitch. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. And we all yeah. got irritated. We all got irritable. Uh, the smokers needed cigarettes. Uh, the, the upper class when people were all drinking beers and we're just locked in there wanting to kill each other. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel like, are they going to be at this hotel right now wanting to kill each other? Wanting to go home? It's possible. I mean, you, you live with anybody and, and can't get out. You, you, they're going to start driving you crazy. You've ever fought with your roommate? I mean, that, that happens. Right. Or your spouse, whoever. I mean, roommates, dude, it ruins friendships. That's right. why they say don't room with your best friend. 
Right. So, I mean, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully Sporting's there. If this continues and it's safe, hopefully they're there toward the end of the tournament and have a chance to win it. Now, obviously, yeah. if things go to hell, then we'll see. But um, Now, we clearly think this is not a great idea, but we're also going to watch it. So we just like the bitch. <laughs> well, so that, that, I mean, that is one of the hard things is, is like, you know, okay, you, you're talking about this is the first time to watch Sporting KC or MLS soccer in four months' time. Yeah. And we're Sporting KC fans. I mean, whether we watch it or not, they're going to do this thing because really ratings aren't even an issue. Like if, if zero people watched this, they would do the whole tournament because the logistics yeah. are already set up. They've already agreed to it with ESPN and ESPN needs programming. They got nothing so, else to put on. Right. What are they going to put reruns of dodgeball championships? Right. So, but you know, it's, um, you know, like you said, sporting have their own wing of a hotel. Individuals are required to wear masks at all times um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a weird environment to be in away from your family, away from your home, all that stuff. And it, it changes daily, like just by a little bit, the next day, little, little change. Oh, the next day, Dallas is out of the tournament. Uh, the next day they're rescheduling games. I mean, guys, we were supposed to have some games today that have been rescheduled, postponed. Yep. So as of the recording of this podcast, the first game is still on schedule, Orlando City versus Inter-Miami for mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Time. But then after that, there was supposed to be Nashville versus Chicago Fire. And Was that a 9 o'clock game? I think so. And yeah. Nashville can't play. So, you know, they're, they're – I mean, as of now, they're still in the tournament. By the time this is out, they might not be. Um, but – so there's one game that's gone. What a waste. It would suck to go all the way down there and then be told you got to go home. Especially if you're one of the players who does want to play and has been taking this seriously. Like, sure. you know, you've been doing everything that you can to, to try to stay healthy, stay, you know, fit, stay everything. Like, here's your chance, and then some idiots ruin it for you. Like, that's not fun. But our, our good friend Nate Bucati said something on Twitter how the Orlando Pride, they did not seem to take this seriously, and they had to pull out from the NWSL tournament. And the tournament's still going on yeah. um, in Utah. So that's hope for the MLS tournament, I guess, uh, assuming no other teams have to bail, you know. And I don't think Dallas bailed on their own accord. I think they were told to get your nasty ass out of here. <laughs> yeah, so from, from what I can tell, um, FC Dallas, they were told to get out. Um, According to Grant Wall, he said sources with knowledge of the situation told him other MLS teams wanted FC Dallas out of the bubble tournament after not doing what was necessary to be virus-free and ready to play. There are similar feelings about Nashville right now. little cancel culture got to them. Other teams were like, get them out. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame them. They're like, we got our shit together. You didn't. Get out. Don't ruin it for all of us. Get your virus behinds home. All right, yeah. go back to your sweaty state. But, I mean, then you also have players <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Well, also players like CJ Sapong, who he's tweeting, and, you know, he's saying, shout out to my fellow players in MLS. If you all know what was really going on down here, I'm positive the shut up and kick slash I do it for the paycheck notions would quickly dissipate. And during this strain is exactly why we're more than an athlete. So – 
I mean, dude, when they're going to put out cryptic tweets like that, this needs to be documented. I hope someone's making a documentary of this, selling it to Netflix. Uh, it's like a reality show. And I'm here for it because when you watch something like Big Brother, dude, you get all the behind the scenes stuff on Twitter. And that's yeah. kind of what this feels like. We're getting behind the scenes stuff on Twitter. And I love it. I'm a junkie for that. Yeah. I mean, it's doesn't seem doesn't seem like, you know, things are necessarily going great. I mean, the Vancouver Whitecaps had multiple players pull out. Uh, the club confirmed that Lucas Cavallini, Freddie Montero, uh, Georges Mukumbuila, uh, Tosant Ricketts, and I was just going to power through it. <laughs> nice try. Uh, <laughs> Sounded and, out. Andy Rose. Uh, so Cavallini, Montero, uh, Mukumbuila, Tosant Ricketts, and Andy Rose will not be participating in the MLS's back tournament. Um, That's the best. I love names like that. <laughs> Cavallini and Montero are pretty much their two starting strikers, forwards, goal Yeah, scorers. so if they're going to play, they're not scoring any goals. <laughs> right. They're, the, the Vancouver Whitecaps' five available forwards are Theo Bear, Christian Dejome, David Milinkovic, Ryan Raposo, and Jordi Reyna. And I have heard of cool. exactly one of those players. Jordi Reyna. There yep. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's – I mean, man, I'm going through. They're, they're not good. Like they're, they're, what, their roster's not great. See, so. now why, if you're not taking these three games in the group stage seriously, because they count towards a regular season that may or may not take place this year, why are they going? I mean, if they don't have a team, a competitive team to put out there, it sounds like those five players are five of their starters, correct? Just about, yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I don't understand. Well, and who knows what it's going to mean for Dallas or Nashville if they – I mean, Dallas definitely, but Nashville, like how are they going to make up those three regular season games? Are they now going to have to play three more regular season games if there is the, you know, extended regular season after this tournament that they want to play right now, whether that's possible or not? And if so, that means, okay, they are already going to have a congested schedule. Now they're going to have three more. Are they going to have three more home games? Are they going to have three more away games? Is that an advantage over the other teams? Because – they actually got six, so they didn't have to play in this weird-ass tournament, and now they get to have three more home games during the regular season? Like, just, I don't, I don't know. know, man. I don't even know if we can talk about a regular season. Like, I don't know if that's even possible at this point. You know what I mean? I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. I mean, I, if I were a betting man right now and, and you told me I had to put money on is there a regular season or not after this, I would hands down put it on there won't be a regular season. But what's more is if you were a betting man and told me, you have to bet on whether the tournament will even finish or not. I would bet on the tournament's not finishing. I would bet that too. Um, it's, it's, I know someone asked that question. Was that Eric Martinez uh, who asked that? Um, yeah, Eric Martinez. Do you think the tournament will stop mid-tournament? Um, and then he said, do you think we as fans will be in the stadium next year? And who it's, knows about that? But It's hard to say. And I'm interested to know, like, people need to get away. People have to take vacations from their job. Or sometimes they lose vacation at the end of the year. Right. I'd be interested to know, uh, to hear from anybody who has traveled places. Um, how was it? Did you go out to eat? Did you go to a theme park or something? You know what I mean? Because I know Universal's open. I know Disney's going to be opening up. Um, I'm just curious for my own pleasure. Yeah. Like, what's it look like out there? Because I only know what I see here in Johnson County, Kansas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I'd go to a theme park, and I'm certainly not comfortable going to a restaurant yet. I mean, I've seen 
bro, I think I'm more comfortable going to a theme park than a restaurant or like a show enclosed. Like theme park, you're just so distant from anybody. Maybe, but then did you see Silver Dollar City? They had like a, a break outbreak of COVID amongst employees there? Yeah, like amongst week? their employees, but I, I mean, they're, you're not shaking employees' hands. You're not even really near them. Maybe, I just, I'm not taking that risk. Like for me, I think, I, I don't think I'd take that risk, but you know. That's probably just an easy Twitter search I could do. I bet I could search Silver <laughs> Dollar City and see who has gone there. You know what right. I mean? I'm sure yeah. people are obviously going. Yeah. It, it's tough, man. Like I just, you know, I, I've seen some restaurants like, okay, they can't have all their tables like indoors that they have because of they're supposed to distance. So like they start putting tables in like alleys or whatnot that cars are driving down. And I'm like, is that an enjoyable experience? Like you have to sit in an alley with a car driving by you and your waiter's got a mask on and a giant plastic thing. And like, I would have hated that if you did that to me in Chicago and I'm sitting in a stinky alley, hell no. It's just, it doesn't seem worth it. I, I saw a funny meme and I, I know our listeners aren't going to be able to see this, um, <laughs> but it's uh, where did it go? It's, it's a, a picture of a waiter. He's got an apron on and gloves on and a mask on and a plastic face shield on. And then like, there's a couple of people like Helen brunch around him. And the guy goes, if your waiter looks like this, that means you need to take your bourgeoisie ass home and learn to cook until this thing is over. And yeah. I like, it's just, I'm not I, itching to go out to eat that bad. I tell you that. No. So, but then speaking of food, this was a tweet from former Sporting KC player Diego Rubio. This was before yes. Colorado traveled to the bubble because they traveled late. So I don't know what that I means for this. their first games. But Diego Rubio said, hearing from a player in the bubble that their team is supposed to be quarantined since they got a positive test. But there's no one delivering meals to their room, which is supposed to be the protocol. So they have to go down to the meal room get on elevators and bring the meal back, telling other players to be careful with the surfaces and use extra hand sanitizer. We were supposed to go there and just think about soccer and now we have all these problems. How are we gonna play thinking that this is a dangerous situation to go outside your room? What are our families gonna think with all of this? And I mean, he's not the only one. So Carlos Vela has pulled out of the tournament. It's the league's That's biggest right. star. Yep. So. I don't know, man. I just, Dallas is gone. Nashville's gone. No Carlos Vela. Players are openly speaking out. There's that one tournament called, like, or the one Twitter account, the um, MLS bubble tournament or whatever that it's calling itself, um, where it's basically like an inside, like an anonymous inside the bubble account that's just kind of tweeting out all sorts of stuff that's happening. It's just, I don't know. It's, doesn't feel great. So I, I don't know. I, I yeah, we talk about it a lot. We we but then and, and, and more things are coming out like that. I mean more players speaking out and, I, and I'm here for it, man. I love it. Yeah. So but we do have, you know, let, let, let's talk about what I, I want to ask. Okay, before we, we switch to talking about the tournament as if it's happening. Um Zachary Arden asks, will Don Garber keep his job after this tournament? And I see no reason he won't because he's not going to lose his job because players are upset. He answers to the owners of the teams. And the only reason this is happening is because the owners wanted it to. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, it's the owners rule him, right? Right. So if the owners are happy, then Don Garber is going to be fine. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, this was what most of our questions were about. Brendan M, you know, now that every team has made it into the bubble um, with FCD dropping out and Nashville, number of positives looming large, how do you see this going now that everyone is where they need to be? I think we just, we, we truly won't know until about another week if people are being infected inside the bubble because of this, because it's going to take up to a week or so for them to test positive. True. Yeah, exactly. Nothing pops up right away. They could have played a game by then, you know? Yeah. So I think we'll know more in about a week or two as far as did their bubble work. Right now, I don't think they can actually say the bubbles worked. I don't think they can also say the bubble didn't work because we just don't know yet. So. Yeah. But let's talk as if, okay, tournament's happening. Um, Sporting KC's first game is scheduled to be this Sunday, July 12th against Minnesota United, 7 p.m. Central Time. We know Minnesota does not have Ikopar because he stayed back due to an injury. Um, so first game Sunday. I mean, how are you feeling against uh, an Ikeless Minnesota? Well, an, an Ikeless Minnesota is, is it's more delicious than a, a Minnesota with <laughs> Ike. I mean, it sounds like it'll be, uh, I don't know. It's fun to not have to play him because you don't like to root against him. You know, he's a good dude, right. but... I don't know how we feel yet. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I wish we, I wish we'd have to see it the way we are seeing it, but uh, I don't know, man, Minnesota's good. And it's going to be a test right out the gate um, to see, see where things stand right now after shit, uh, four months off from a real game. Yeah. I think I feel more confident going up against them now that they don't have Ike, because I think they're going to have mm -hmm. a much harder time stopping our attack. Um, and without someone like Ike back there, it's going to be a lot harder to stop uh, Alan Polito or Gadi Kinda or Johnny Russell, especially, you know, I, Ike, obviously he doesn't know Polito or Gadi Kinda, but, you know, Gerso, maybe even Johnny a little bit. Like he, know, he knew some of these players and, and their tendencies maybe a little bit more than other center backs would because he played with them. But um, I don't know. I, I do think we get a result there. Um, we follow it up the next Friday and, and then the following Wednesday. So we'll be able to talk about those games against Colorado and RSL um, in That's upcoming right. episodes. But it seems I, like yeah, it's, I think it's safe to say we get a result on Sunday. I mean, that's a good prediction yeah. there. And I, I'd like to even go on record and say we win the group. You know what I mean? Assuming this tournament gets played, I think we do win the group and, and go forward. So who, who do you think are the two teams that get out of this group between Sporting KC, Minnesota, Colorado and RSL? That's right, because the top two teams in each group go forward, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think probably Sporting and, and Minnesota, to be honest. It could be. Um, I might be overestimating the value of Ike. I don't think I am, but I, I'm sort of now leaning maybe RSL over Minnesota. Oh, wow. Without Ike, you, you automatically uh, discredit Minnesota there? It's it's tough. Uh, I just think I mean he's such a good part of their defense that I just you know sure. it'll be interesting to see how they can their defense hold up without him because they were real bad before him and they're not great. But they're they put up goals too in their first two games. So they do. It's just they that's can the score, hard. Apparently, yeah, that's the hard thing. It's just knowing like you don't how know who these teams are right now though. Exactly. I mean, how many did were we not the best team in the freaking league last year uh, around this first half of the season and then we were just. <laughs> We were just stinky. <laughs> I mean, it, it was the beginning of last year where we were getting Olays against uh, Toluca in their home yeah. stadium. And, so. and just just holding our own, man, in that competition. So, yeah, it's tough. Uh, but, you know, I do think 
I think Sporting will make it out of the group. I think they have a real solid chance of winning it. And I, and I do think we beat Minnesota on Sunday. Um, do you feel, I mean, this is a total shot in the dark, but do you feel any sort of comfortable trying to give a score prediction? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe a 2-1, I guess, would be the easiest one. I, don't know. I could see 2-1. I could see 3-2. Like, it's just you don't know yeah. how, how good the defense is going to be and, and whatnot. So. Did you read how different the, uh, the experience is going to be with all the cameras they're bringing in and the microphones? And it's going to be uh, – they've hyped this up. They've, they've called it like MLS Cup caliber as far as broadcasting goes. Yeah. Like they don't even do this for regular season games. So they're yeah. not going to pipe in the crowd noise. They're like, Thank no, God. we're not going to give you that. Which I'm like, whatever. You know, you know, if you go to NBC Sports Network, they, uh, you can choose to have the crowd noise or choose to not have it. Yeah, if you watch the broadcast feed, they'll pump in crowd noise. If you go to the NBC yeah. Sports app, you can choose the just natural game noise. I never so. knew that. I, I was watching Man U uh, last week, and I was like, that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I, I like hearing the natural sounds of the game uh, because, it's, for me, it's more distracting having fan noise piped in that does not match the action on the field. Yeah, but are they going to have someone there with the bleep button? Like it's a live broadcast? I it's, mean, it's going to be on 10 second delay. Okay, because people, people will have filthy mouths. Yes. I, I, just, I just know that'll happen. But with all the microphones around the field, I, I heard something from, on the Extra Time podcast that you think players aren't going to score and like go use their voice, whether it's talk they about should. COVID or wear your mask or Black Lives Matter right. or anything like that. Remember Alejandro Bedoya? Yep. went straight in there and like screamed into that microphone and you were like yeah. what did he just say yeah and it was about gun control <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> <laughs> um but to give, give give details for people who may not know so this is from the la times and and they say this is for the opener at least but i don't see why they wouldn't do this for other games because there's no fans uh there will be a 160 person crew using more than 20 cameras um about double the size for a regular mls broadcast Two cameras will be in the locker rooms, one on a drone that will buzz the field far lower than would be safe in a stadium with fans, and two others on poles that will extend behind the goals. The plan is to have the center referee wear a microphone, while others will be embedded in the turf near the center circle and close to both benches. About the only thing you won't see or hear is the sweat dripping from each player's brow. So. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's um, I, I like they're interviewing the uh, the producer of this, and and she goes, you know, our position is to be as authentic to the experience as possible. Uh, talk to me in three weeks, and I might say this was a terrible idea, but I'm curious to see right. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So it's um, you know, this is things that we don't normally get without a closed studio like experience like this. Yeah, so. I mean, they're gonna. It just feels like they're going all out for it because they. There might not be a tomorrow. There might not be a regular season, you know? Yeah. You got you to act as if this is the only soccer that you're going to get right now. I mean, yeah. I've heard rumors of they want an 18 to 22 game regular season after this, but in home markets. But I just, there's so many, so many factors that go into play there. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, they are going to give some tournament trophies, awards, you know, standard golden boot, player of the tournament, golden <laughs> yeah. glove, like, you know, I there's going to be an MLS's back tournament best 11. There's going to be team of the week. There's going to be goal and save of the tournaments and goal of the week. They're trying to make this as normal as possible, but. They are. It's, it feels forced. 
and I get it, like they're doing their job, but it feels forced. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty rough. So I don't know. It's but like we said, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch until there's not soccer. So, I mean, what are you gonna do? But yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's gonna be an interesting time. I you know, I think we both hope that players stay safe. We both hope that coaches stay safe, that referees stay safe, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say that you're not excited a little bit because you want to watch sport in KC play because you've missed them so much. You just, you know, also want to hope that everybody stays safe and healthy. So that's about where I am with it. Yeah. Um, one person who I know is happy and safe and healthy is uh, Patrick Mahomes and his $500 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> so... I just came across Absolutely. my timeline right now. But if you're a Chiefs guy, uh, like like I am, and like you are, if they're not playing the Packers, yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to it's a good time to have something good in Kansas City. You know? Yeah. Like before the Royals did their little run, you were like, Royals ain't shit, man. It's a fun time. Five dollar ticket, go take the family for a night at the ballpark. Whatever. They lose, it lets you down. They sell the good players. It is what it is. Chiefs were the same way. Chiefs are like, yeah, our good players are going to leave. It is what it is. Now you got your best player locked up. You got your Super Bowl MVP locked up until he's like 34 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 30, 36? Uh, 30, 36, yeah, I think. Either way, you're getting up there in like Tom Brady era. You know, you reassess his quality then, and, and it's just crazy, man. It just shows a commitment. How many players can do that and have that commitment that like they want to be in the same place for the next decade? Like, Especially a young kid, how does yeah. he how does he know that already? He's um, I've lived so many places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, when his contract ends, he's still going to be younger than Aaron Rodgers is right now. He's going to be younger than Drew Brees is right now. He's going to be younger yeah. than Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger are right now. Like so, that's cool. And that's twelve years from now when the contract ends. So good for him here's knocking on wood he's not going to have a drew bledsoe or a michael vick you know don't 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 you say that (laughs) don't put that into the universe you know sign a big deal and and get hurt so yeah um yeah i do that you know good for him good for kansas city it's exciting so hey good for the liquor store employee that broke that news that's amazing (laughs) that was so funny dude she's overwhelmed She's getting contacted by news outlets and she's like, should I be doing these interviews? <laughs> right. So for those of you who don't know, it's a, a woman who works at a liquor store and a chief's employee came in and bought like six bottles of Dom Perignon champagne. And she was like, oh, like big celebration or something. He's like, got a big signing today. And um, she was like, I don't think this is, I forget if she said why, but she was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't Chris Jones. So I think Patrick he said Mahone, it's not Chris Jones. Oh, he said it's not Chris Jones. Yeah. So she was like, it must be Patrick Mahomes just signed a new deal. And she tweeted this before Adam Schefter from ESPN tweeted it. And then like a little bit later, Schefter was like, Patrick Mahomes signed a new deal. Did you see Schefter DM'd her? Oh, did he? I didn't see that. Sent her a DM and was like, hey, next time time an employee comes into your store, get at me. (laughs) (laughs) He should have been like, he should have quote tweeted his report and been like first reported by and then tagged her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably should have uh, yeah. given her a little more than she, than than that was worth. So 
Anyway. Pretty funny, pretty crazy day in sports. Um, but my my cynical mind goes to um, if I'm the girlfriend, I'm like, yo, you're gonna propose to me? Because I'll propose to you. I'm not I, yeah. I'm not above that. I was I, wondering I, what he's waiting for. I'm not like I don't know. I don't mean to sound so cynical like that, but you hear just I don't know. You grow up with those kind of stories, like from movies or TV shows, that like athletes and and if they're not married, I mean, what's what's holding you on? You know what I mean? I don't. That sounds misogynistic. I don't really know. Well, uh, to be fair, they're both still really young, like yeah, t- 23, 24. Sure. Like they've been together a while, so like I'm sure it's coming at some point. But like, 24 is pretty young still to get married. Like yeah, you know, I guess. I mean, you can, but like the average age for marriage is like almost 30, I think, in the country. So you still you change so much. Together, yeah, got a house I mean, together. I mean, they're functionally married. So, but hey, they now maybe, have more money than they'll ever know what to do together. Maybe they don't believe in the construct of marriage. Marriage is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't the know. Sanctity. <laughs> um, anyway, whatever they want to do, good for them. Uh, I, before we go here, because I think we're we're winding down, I did just want to point out that MLSsoccer.com experts did pick who they think will advance from uh, oh. from Group B. So. Susanna Collins says Sporting KC will finish first and Minnesota will finish hey, second. Hey, that's my girl. There she is. Um, Who's second? Minnesota. Yeah, and then she picked She's Colorado smart. to advance as one of the wild card teams because I forgot there Ooh. are a couple wild cards. Um, there are. Charlie Davies picked Sporting KC to finish first. Colorado uh, to finish second. All right. Matt Doyle picked Colorado to finish first. Nah, he's an and, idiot. And Sporting KC to finish second. Yeah, and then he picked Minnesota to advance as the wild card. So wow, nobody likes my RSL pick. Um, David Gas picked Sporting KC to finish first, Colorado to finish second. Gas man. Our boy Andrew Weeby picked Sporting KC to finish first, Surprise. Colorado to finish second, and RSL to advance on the wild card. And then Jillian Sakovitz, last. And maybe least because of this, she picked Colorado to finish first and Minnesota to finish second and Sporting KC not to advance. She's trash. She's trash. She's, <laughs> an, she's an Atlanta United employee, so she's trash. Yeah, she's the only one out of the six people who did not pick Sporting KC to advance. Nah. Bye, Jillian. And four of the five who picked them to advance picked Sporting KC to win the group. So Smart. Smart. Thanks for playing, Jillian. You tried. <laughs> but you played but, yourself. Anyway, so, hey, you know, I – it's weird. Anything can happen in this tournament. Nobody knows what yeah. to expect, but I do. No, 100%, man. I'm just hoping no injuries because, God damn, how would you like to go down there and blow out your ACL or something? Oh, my God. Jesus, that would suck. It'd be terrible. So I'm just glad. And that, no humidity, no rain. <laughs> right. I'm glad that, you know, people seem to think we have a pretty good shot at this. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, it rains once a day there. So I'll be interested to least. see if there's any, like, lightning delays and stuff. Yeah. It'll, it, it's going to be weird, man. No, no. Yeah. stands not not just no fans but there's gonna be like no bleachers no stands really because Weird. these fields aren't used for like spectator games they they just uh, had a lightning delay uh tuesday because carter augustine was going golfing and he said it got put off because there was lightning <laughs> i was like wow the first day you're there i mean like games it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i just it's gonna be one big cluster man and uh, i'm there yeah. i'm getting popcorn yeah hey you know we'll uh tonight i guess mls is back so i guess i guess we gotta watch it i guess we gotta watch some soccer miami and orlando in uh the mls is back opener 
you know, Florida man game. So we'll see. Florida uh, man, dude. Florida man strikes. We'll see. But you got anything else for our good listeners? Nah, man. We 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 need a, a five star review from somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. we got nothing. I haven't read one in a while, and I love reading those. So, uh, you know, if you got Apple Podcasts, go go rate and review us. It's uh, it's helpful yep. to us. Makes us feel good and helps us in the helps us continue to be the number one sporting KC podcast out there. There you go. If you have already done one, get your spouse, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your whoever yes. to do one, even if they Sign don't listen, up. make them listen, sign them up, review. If you don't have a significant other, that's cool. If you have a pet, make one for your dog, your cat, your goldfish, have them leave there us a review. Go. Call up your parents, tell them to leave us a review. Uh, <laughs> just get, you know, hey, the more you can do and uh, make sure you go to uh, Added Time Outfitters. Use promo code NOOTHERPOD and get your wristband. So, yeah. 10% I got my off. Juventus one on today. I think Juventus plays on Tuesdays. That's why I always got my Juventus one on there when you we go. record. There you go. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Looking forward to talking some soccer with you next week. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NOOTHERPOD, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NOOTHERPOD. Or shoot us an email, NOOTHERPOD at gmail.com. But until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Get COVID. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com